Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another segment of the Cisco and Falzon Hour on Broadcasting Politics with Cisco Costa and Mark Falzon. Tonight we have a special guest. COVID-19 Economic Impact Analyst David Sussman is the founder and CEO of Valcor Worldwide and a national recognized small business advocate and consultant. Welcome, David. Thank you for having me. Definitely. We're gonna we're gonna step right in, right in. Uh, the 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 current impact on on small businesses and small business owners, in your opinion, uh, what has been the impact so far from your uh, expert expert uh, analysis? So just uh, as a as a quick overview, um, I am the CEO for Valcor Worldwide, which is a small business advocacy firm. We have licensees okay. around, the, <clears throat> around the country that work with small business owners that are in trouble during normal times. We've been doing this since 1994. And uh, so from the feedback that we're getting from our clients who represent businesses that, you know, could be mom-and-pop garage businesses up to $100 million-a-year corporations, um, mm-hmm. we are seeing that a tremendous number of businesses right now are not making any decisions. They are not investing into expansion. They're not looking to expand by hiring. They're not looking to buy new real estate or commercial real estate uh, or buy equipment. And they believe that any money that they did receive through the stimulus packages, uh, mm-hmm. such as the CARES Act or the Payment Protection Program, needs to be put to the side to survive because there is simply just no demand outside of a few select industries. So it's bad news right now. It's bad news. Now, the economic report came out yesterday. Durable, durable goods were up. Uh, the, the stock market is up. And we're, we're beginning to see a pickup in the restaurant business, more people are, are eating out. So when, you, when you're saying that the report you're getting is bad, are we getting contrary reports? I mean, because so, we're getting different. Yeah, it, different... It's, yes, it's, 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 very, it's, it's very contrary. And the, the, the reality is, is this. Okay, if you fall down to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, which is 35, 36,000 feet below the surface of the ocean, and you mm-hmm. come back 1,000 feet, people are going to say that the, it's improving. You're coming back up again. But the fact is, is that you're still 34, 35,000 feet below the surface. So you talk about a couple of different statistics that have come out. Restaurants, the Independent Restaurant Association of America just came out with a report last month that suggested that 80% of small restaurants will not survive. It doesn't take any economic mind to understand that when you are limiting restaurants in specific cities and states across the country to 25 and 50% capacity, this is an industry where at 100% capacity, you're operating on 3 to 7% profit margins. That's it, 3 to 7% at 100%. And now you're telling restaurant owners that they can only have people on the patio or you're going to have to socially distance, which means less tables. You are seeing nothing other than pain coming from the restaurant. Are more people going out? Yes, but compared to where they were in March, we are still 35,000 feet below the surface. 
There right. are other indicators right now which are suggesting uh, that, that certain manufacturers are definitely selling goods again. But, you know, Amazon is doing very well. Walmart is doing very well. So there are specific sectors which require shipping and, and home delivery. But retail, commercial real estate is going to absolutely and is collapsing because of it. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody is going to the stores. So you, you've got to take a look at the entire big picture. No, you're, you're absolutely correct. I mean, I, I, one of the things that I've been saying for a while now is that commercial real estate with the, the, the movement towards teleworking, people, companies are not going to spend $100,000 or $200,000 to rent a big skyscraper building in, in, the, in, in downtown Manhattan or in Wall Street when all their workers can do their work from home. I think commercial real estate is going to be really, really taking a beating. Yeah, it, 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 it already is. I mean, I think you guys are based in New York area. Yes. Yeah, so you know what's going on in Manhattan. Now, if you mm-hmm. own real estate in Long Island or north of Manhattan in Westchester, you're going to do very, very well because everybody is leaving Manhattan. Everybody is leaving New York. Uh, you're absolutely correct. Barclays Bank, you know, they, they, they have more square footage of, of co- commercial real estate in midtown Manhattan than it than combined, combined all of the office space in Nashville, Tennessee. And that is just one company. And if 50%, 40%, 60%, depending upon the companies that you're speaking to, or their employees no longer need to come back, it isn't just that they don't need that real estate in the Manhattan skyscrapers, but think about all of the stores, the mm-hmm. restaurants, the dry cleaners, the bars, all of those small businesses that rely upon that foot traffic of people coming into the city every single day who work in the city that are no longer coming in. Absolutely correct. And you, 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 you basically gave the information that a lot of people are really totally ignoring the impact on the surrounding businesses that that would be um, that would be be crippled if this continues. Now we have two cases. We have South Dakota that did not lock down. Do you have a report on how small businesses are doing in, in South Dakota? Yes, uh, states that haven't locked down because of COVID are generally performing at a much higher ratio when it comes to their own state's GDP. Uh, There are still some, obviously, concerns regarding COVID, and people are social distancing, uh, and people, you know, more more people are are concerned about going out than, than, you know, in in most places. But the fact is, is that any place, California, New York, uh, which, you know, you guys in New York, I don't understand this from a political standpoint, I don't understand how the numbers have absolutely dropped off into a precipice regarding not just uh, people that are are positive, but deaths, okay? And any one death is a tragedy. But are you going to continue? Is Cuomo and de Blasio going to continue locking down small businesses across Manhattan and throughout the state until not one person dies? Is that what they're saying? Yes, it's totally it's totally uh, out of control. I mean, these two individuals are out of control, and uh, 
you know, we, uh, they have to be voted out. That's it. And, and, and new, new individuals come on board. And, but what, what, I, I want to touch also on the second part. Sweden, Sweden did not lock down, did not shut down. Their restaurants and their, and, and their businesses continue. Internationally, how do you have some information or some data on international countries that yeah. did not lock so, down? How are they doing with small businesses? Yeah, so so Sweden, you're, you're absolutely correct. Sweden is is the real the only country in Europe that decided that they were not going to lock down. They they uh, made suggestions on social distancing, wear masks. Do your thing. However, we will not come in and lock down the businesses in Stockholm and other towns and cities mm-hmm. throughout the country. And at first, everybody said that it's going to be an absolute disaster, that you are going to see huge, uh, massive spikes. You're going to see huge, massive deaths. And when you take a look based on a month-by-month basis, there was a time when Sweden's death count per capita was higher than the average in Europe. And a lot of people said, see, see, see. But then something happened. And, it's, and they refer to it as herd immunity. And I don't know if that's true. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an epidemiologist. And I try not to play one on TV. But everything that I've been reading right now is suggesting that what has happened is that the numbers in, in, in Sweden, specifically Stockholm, which is the biggest city there, have absolutely plummeted. It is lower than some of the other uh, uh, European countries that are still right. locked down. And while those countries in Europe, England, France, uh, Germany, have uh, essentially their GDP has, has, has fallen off the face of the earth, Stockholm's economy has re- uh, remained relatively stable. Wow. Okay. That's, that's, I think Sweden is a, a good destination <laughs> to go. If you want to go, on well, they're actually going. They're, believe it or not, everybody talks about Sweden as being, you know, the epitome of of a socialist experiment that's gone right. Uh, next time you have one of your your friends tell you, well, you know, Sweden works and Denmark works. Denmark and Sweden both inherently are are going more conservative. They're going more private market for businesses and and other areas like healthcare because they simply can't afford to do the socialist mm-hmm. experiment. People at the high end are paying 65 to 70% of their taxes, and, uh, you know, people can't live that way. So uh, they are going – they're actually privatizing more than a lot of people want to talk about. I totally agree. I think, I think again, with the uh, this whole situation with the mass, ma- mass migration that has impacted, I think, uh, Sweden and a lot of the Nordic countries, Scandinavian countries, are moving more to – to the conservative aspects of it. Uh, David, I, w- I want to touch on President Trump. President Trump basically has made it a point that small businesses are, are critical to, to, you know, they're the driving engine of, of the American economy. In your opinion, why is his approval rating among uh, small business owners only 64%? Well, we're an extremely divided country, and you're telling me a statistic I'm not familiar with. You're saying it's 64%? That's that's the uh, research. I researched before coming to to talk to to an expert like yourself. Uh, I I wanted to um, to have some some data. I'm actually surprised that it's that high. 
Um, and, and, and the reason being is because we, you know, whether you're a business owner or not, we are in an extremely, extremely divided time right now. We are polarized. And, you know, when you've got 98% of the mainstream media that are, in essence, reporting what, ne- what, what the DNC and the Democrats mm-hmm. want them to report, it's incredible to me that you have a 64%. So the, the fact is, is that with that being said, and, and I know they've been talking about it this week at the RNC, uh, there, there's, there's, two, there's two versions of, of reality uh, that exist in, in the United States. There's the version that people are living, and then there's the version that the people on TV are saying is happening. And, and the people that are living understand that when you have less regulations, lower taxes, more economic freedom, then business prospers. And the Democrats and the left don't want to admit to this. You will never hear this discussed, and that is that after the 2017 Tax Reform Act that was implemented by Donald Trump and signed into, into law, uh, pushed through by, by the Congress and the Senate, uh, what happened is that the receipts for taxes to the United States Treasury actually went up. Lower taxes, more income to the Treasury. Why right. is that? Because time and time again, and we don't have to just look at Donald Trump, we can, we can go back to every conservative-leaning president that has implemented it, including JFK, by the way. You know, JFK doesn't represent the Democrat Party in any way whatsoever. Most Democrats today would consider him a Republican. But as a Democrat, (laughs) he understood this, that you lower taxes, you stimulate the economy, and that is exactly what has happened. And that is why before COVID, which is not the president's fault, before COVID, we had the strongest economy in, quite frankly, American history. Across the board, you had lowest unemployment across all demographics. And you've been hearing the Republicans talk about that this week. So why do small business owners support these policies? Because it allows them to grow their businesses. Definitely. Uh, 732-539, do you have a question for David? No, I don't. Not yet. But okay. I'm going to wait and say, yeah, I can't answer anything on, on uh, the business part of it. Would be okay. more the uh, other side. Okay. Well, I think David David is qualified also for the politics. So when, when, whenever you're ready, uh, I, we don't have too much time with David. Uh, he's been very kind enough to, to come on the program. Seven, uh, Mark, 732, uh, you, you have a question for David. Uh, no, I just wanted to uh, agree with his uh, political analysis. Um, you know, we have uh, 96%. That's the latest number I saw, negative press on uh, the uh, president. Uh, you, you have zero recognition of the first lady who is uh, uh, an, an American rarity in that she's multilingual. Uh, and she's completely ignored. You know, she's a beautiful, intelligent, multilingual woman, and you wouldn't even know she walks the face of the earth. You know, I, I could imagine what would happen if some magazine came out with a puff piece about her, how the walls would fall in on them, you know, because they're, they're breaking the rule, you know, no good press about Melania. Uh, because her speech the other night was, uh, 
fine. Uh, and so she has an accent. Big deal. A lot of Americans have accents. You know, as uh, the doctor said, we're uh, New Yorkers. We're accustomed to accents of all kinds. So, right. uh, anyway, thank you. David? Yes. Yes, I, yeah, I want I, to touch I, on... I, uh, go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. No, I didn't know if you want me to respond to the caller, but I think he, he nailed yeah, it. No, and, no, resp- uh, no, no, you can go ahead yeah. and respond to the caller. Well, I think I think it just goes to show, you know, when you're taking a look at uh, the response to Melania or whoever else is speaking this week, when you see people in Hollywood that, uh, you know, comment in, in such a, 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 a rude way. I mean, what's her name? The actress Bette Midler, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know, you know, these people are just unhinged and they're crazy, but there's, there's, there's just no manners anymore. There's no politeness in our culture and our society unless you agree with them. That's the problem. And as a business advocate, you know, I try to keep politics out of business now because, you know, you, you don't want to lose customers and clients because we're such a divided country. But I'm telling you right now that I'm hearing from a lot of people, and some of those people represent the left. In other words, they are Democrats, they're liberals, traditional liberals, classic liberals, and they are absolutely dismayed by what they're coming, from, what they're hearing from their party, from the liberal elites in Hollywood and Manhattan, and they don't feel like they have a party anymore. Some of them may not vote for Donald Trump because they don't like him personally, but the fact is, is that I think more and more people are waking up to the point where we are, we don't need to be this, this divided. Outside of the media, outside of radio, we all get along fairly well. 80% of us all want the same things. We just disagree with the means to get there. Definitely. I, I wanted to touch on, on the, the number of small businesses that were impacted by the, rioter, the riots in, in, in Minneapolis, the riots in, 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 in different parts of the United States. And, and I said to myself, uh, uh, those businesses will never vote for, for Democrats because those were in Democrat cities. I mean, after their businesses get, getting destroyed, think that they would be go, leaning for a law and order president like Donald Trump. What do you, what's your take on that? Well, I think common sense would tell you that, right? I mean, it's it's yeah. you would you would you would think you know after what we've seen right now in, in states like Minnesota, which is a swing state, Wisconsin, which is a swing state, uh, and other states in the Upper Midwest and Florida and 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 Missouri and you know across the country, you know you, you know the Republicans are never going to win back California or New York at least for a couple of generations. But right. believe it or not, those those were red states. You know, in 1984, Walter Mondale with Geraldine Ferraro won one state in President Reagan's re-election campaign. When you take a look at the map, it was one state that voted uh, blue, all right? And that was, that was Mondale's own state, Minnesota. Today, we're a very divided country. But my, so, so, yes, the business owners that were uh, looted, that were burned down, that were seeing that they have uh, neighbors that were threatened violently, you know, there are people that are always going to be political and they will never change their politics. But in, 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 a, in a country where you don't – who cares about the national polling, okay? You're gonna, all you're going to hear about from the Democrats this year is, well, we won the popular vote, so President Trump is illegitimate. No, 
this is an electoral college that comes down to congressional districts in swing states around the country. And it is those congressional districts, like we're seeing in Wisconsin and Minnesota, that are going to make the difference this year for the election. And it is business owners and people surrounding those business owners, family members of business owners, that are taking a look at what is happening, and they're going to say enough is enough. Definitely, definitely. Uh, in regards to Donald Trump with the uh, 64%, uh, you believe that most business owners that you, you are communicating with are going to be leaning towards Donald Trump? You know, I don't talk a lot of politics with, with every right. client, so I'm pro- you know, I can't give you a, a, an anecdotal survey other than just people I speak with. But listen, you know, business is in trouble right now. Business is in big, big trouble. The question is, and I've been saying this on, on other, you know, shows, television shows and things, you know, the fact is that we're looking, we're, we're all standing on the beach right now kind of shell-shocked. Five, six months, this is incredible. Nobody expected this in their lifetime. So we're standing on the beach right now trying to figure out what the next thing is going to happen. And outside of something unexpected, a sweet meteor of death, we're looking at regrowth. We're looking at rebuilding. And the question will come down to, from a political perspective, which economic philosophy do you believe will allow you to rebuild? A, you've got a Keynesian philosophy, which means redistribution of wealth, taxing mm-hmm. everybody, and, and having a centralized uh, uh, power from Washington, D.C., unelected bureaucrats deciding what is best for you, or B, mm-hmm. uh, lowering taxes, lowering regulations, allowing free markets and free enterprise, Austrian uh, economics, uh, and, and what that will do for the businesses is, yes, we're going to be going through some pain. The next 18 months or so is going to be really, really painful for a lot of people. Many businesses won't make it. But what are the opportunities that are going to come out from this? That is going to depend upon who is selected and what, what uh, policies are going to be implemented over the next couple of years. Right, because big, big business will survive because they have. But, but the corporations good- are fine. Corporations are yeah. fine. But I think, I think if, if the president gets elected, uh, reelected again, I think there's going to be more, more money going towards small business because he's a big believer in the small business industry. But also the fact that, that a lot of aspiring individuals that want to open up their business, that must be really right now – <laughs> Not a very, very growth area in small business, starting up your own business at this point. Yeah, so I've been saying this. It it is during times like this that the next billion-dollar disruptive idea is going to be created. It was in the 2008 to 2010 crisis that we got the Ubers and the the DoorDashes and other uh, app companies. And so there are, there are groups, there are probably a few hundred people right now around the country that are all creating the next billion-dollar technology that is going to revolutionize some aspect that most people can't even consider that they need or want right now. And that will wow. come out of this period that we're in. So there are always green shoots. There are always opportunities. And as long as America remains 
a, and I know this is a dirty word for some people, but a capitalistic economy. <laughs> it is a pure capitalism. You've got a tremendous amount of government intrusion, but, and there's a significant amount of debt that needs to be paid down from all of this. And, and I know a lot of conservatives that have significant issues with this president because of that debt. You have to remember, Barack Obama was, you know, people complained about him taking the country from $10 trillion to $20 trillion in eight years, doubling a national debt that took 250 years to build. President Trump, because of COVID, to be fair to him, President Trump is overseeing a dramatically faster escalation of the national debt. We're at 26-ish right now. There's another $3 trillion that's probably going to be passed by Congress in some capacity. That, that, that has to be paid back. We, and, and, and so there's a reason that gold is at record levels right now, because people right. understand that, that inflation, the devaluing of the dollar, uh, the, the depreciation of our currency, uh, the power that we give other countries like China because of our national debt is, is dangerous. And President Trump, I hope he, he addresses that sometime during the election. Yeah, I, I, I think the dollar is, is taking um, a beating. But I, I think one of the things that I've been analyzing, and uh, I wanted to get your opinion, I think we're, we're heading for, in the next couple of years, I mean, as a matter of fact, the Federal Reserve is already looking into it. It's called the central bank digital currency. I think it's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to replace a lot of the mainstream currencies, a digital currency. How would that impact uh, small businesses? Uh, well, I, I know a lot of business owners and a lot of people of a certain age that are, very skeptical of any kind of electronic uh, money that they don't have control in. Not that we, any of us use cash anymore anyway, but people like to see that they've got money in a bank account and uh, that it is relatively private. People don't have access to it. And, you know, I, I, I'm very familiar with George Gilder. I've read his books. I've interviewed with him and with him a few times. If you're familiar with George Gilder, uh, his, his latest book, which is highly recommended, is called Life After Google. And all it talks about, and this is, this is a man, he's in his late 70s, maybe he's in his 80s at this point. This is a man that has called out and predicted every single significant shift in technology. He called in the 1990s the end of television, saying that we're all going to be able to use some kind of device where we can demand what we want to watch when we want to watch it. Right, And that was 25 years ago when he wrote that. And that's exactly how we all watch our TV today, for the most part. I, I cut right. the cord seven years ago. So <laughs> life after Google has to do with blockchain. And blockchain, yeah. and I'm not talking about cyber currencies. Cyber currencies sit on the platform of blockchain. But we're, exactly. be, we're going to be able to transact business, sign documents, move money, do everything that we need to do on this new infrastructure, which is going to replace the Internet as we know it today. And, yes, mm -hmm. I think that is inevitable. It's just a matter of how it's going to be implemented. Yes. I mean, for anyone out there who doesn't know what blockchain is, it's basically a ledger. And every time that something gets modified, it, it keeps getting added to that chain. And, uh, already, China China has their form, uh, their form of blockchain technology. I mean, if you go to China, uh, 
basically everything is there's there's no handling of cash. I remember when we, when my son and I were were we were in, in in China, we didn't use the yen. I mean not the yen, the uh, the rimbat or the U.S. dollar for anything. Every everything was electronic. David. Yeah. So China is on it, and there there need there will be some implementation. How efficient that implementation is, and how it's going to be adopted by people. Uh, if, if, if you speak to people today uh, that are using uh, alternative devices to watch TV like Roku and Amazon Fire or mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, five, six, seven years ago, they would have said, no, I like my cable. I'm used to my cable, right? C- cable is archaic. Cable is, is, is like the printing press when we take a look at it today. Uh, it, it, right. it's, it's just it's, it's, it's expensive. It's, uh, you know, it, it's not efficient. Um, and, you know, so people today are very comfortable with Roku and uh, Amazon Fire and alternative sources. I use my smart TV as well. Uh, and so, you know, that takes, that takes 5, 10, 15, 20 years for consumers to adopt new behavior. Uh, this is going to be the same thing. Definitely. Well, David, I, you, you have extended yourself, and I, I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, you want to give out your website, uh, any information that – our listening audience can can um, can look into yeah, it. I appreciate it. So, mm-hmm. folks can find me at Valcor V is in Victory A L C O R Worldwide dot com. Uh, we help. We, we don't just help small businesses, but we also train people that are looking to consult small businesses locally. So uh, we are we are setting up some training programs for people that have, have got a good business background. They're looking to add as an adjunct to their existing business uh, a new service to help these businesses that are in trouble. And uh, if you have any interest, check us out at ValcorWorldwide.com. Fantastic. Thank you again. And, and we would love to have you again for a longer period of time. Uh, All right. David. Thanks for your time. All right. It was a pleasure. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. God bless. All right. That was David Sussman, the founder of Falcor Worldwide. Mark. Yes. You you have the floor. Thank you. Yes, I want wanted to uh point out uh I wonder if these uh, reports are correct, but uh the the current flashpoint is in Wisconsin. What is it, Kenosha, whatever the hell? Kenosha, Wisconsin. Just outside yeah, right, of Milwaukee. Right. That, yeah, people are being bussed in from Chicago. Well, hello. You know, maybe our ill-educated Americans wouldn't notice this, but that's crossing state lines. That's going from Illinois into Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Where the hell are the feds? I mean... Well, what we're again. seeing is the total breakdown of law and order by Democrat law-breaking to the officials. They break their oath. Uh, they're not protecting their innocent citizens. Okay, they, we we understand that's where they're coming from, but we don't expect this from the feds. They better be getting off their ass. Enough of this BLM Antifa crap. They're terrorist organizations, rico their asses, seize their assets, and lock them up. Let's get going. That's my rant. Well, the thing is, the thing is, to be fair, uh, unless the governor or the mayor uh, ordered or asked the president to 
to bring in the troops, he cannot do that. Because if he does that, then... No, I understand that. I, I, yeah. I, I'm not even going there. Where I'm going is that these organizations now are breaking federal laws right and left, and where the hell is the federal DOJ following up with this? Justice system. You, you know, like, we all know... That made it impossible for Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, we, we, we all know too much of the DOJ is corrupt crap in itself has been exposed with this whole anti-Trump campaign coup d'etat uh, from right and left, you know, including the damn media. So now Trump and Trump allies better get their asses over to the DOJ, shake their tails, Terminate people. Let's go. You know, the private sector, it's called, you're fired. Get the hell out. See ya. Have a nice day. Let's start seeing some of that. Let's start seeing more holdovers being kicked out. I mean, come on here. It's very upsetting to me that, you know, I'm first generation. I really appreciate how this country was founded. And I would always suggest everyone has to read the 5,000-year leap to truly understand the, the miracle that we are and to see right. this crap going on, it, 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 it's like spreading feces on a wedding dress to me. It's disgusting. And these damn oh, yeah. feds better wake up and the, and the rant. Well, you know, David brought up a very good point in regards to what's happening to the city of New York. Um, where all these businesses are just basically living, leaving. But the fact that it's not just that all these people are going to be working from home, the businesses surrounding those big skyscrapers in New York, they're going to take a beating and, and they oh, may yeah. not, they, they may not survive. 22. It, it's a big catch 22. The people won't go back until the restaurants open and the restaurants can't open because the people haven't come back. So it's a catch 22. That's even when de Blasio, uh, you know, or AKA Karl Marx and Cuomo, you know, Cuomo in fairyland uh, where he lives uh, until they wake up, there's no hope at all. Now the, the lawlessness and crime is another issue. You know, uh, I've I've heard secondhand from people that travel into the city every day that it's quite the madhouse now. People spitting at you, yelling at you, banging on your cars, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Law and order is breaking down, and that's not a good sign. And that's why this poor kid had to shoot up the joint uh, in Wisconsin. You know, I've seen the videos. The kid was actually trying to get away from these people. But he tripped in the street, and he was tripped because, you know, he, he was distracted, looking around all around to the people, the mob. Uh, oh yeah. If, if anyone hasn't, if anyone hasn't been in a mob, mob situation, it's it's total chaos. So he oh, yeah. tripped. They were beating on him, and he shot him up. Good for the bastards. And I and to show you this law and order BS. He gets charged with first-degree murder, and the, the one who he shot in the arm, who had a gun, 
is uh, taking pictures from his hospital with his brother or whoever the hell, you know, yeah. like poor pitiful Pearl, you know, oh, he was only part of a mob standing over someone w- with a gun, you know, in his hand. I'm not talking about the kid with a gun. I'm talking about the riot that had, a, had an automatic weapon in his hand. Automatic. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he gets and shot, and the kid gets well, charged with murder, like those people in St. Louis got charged, and not yeah, the exactly. rioters. And, and, exactly. and, you know, even just tonight, just tonight, I hear on the radio, you know, the, the piss-ass media that they are, that these people brandished weapons against peaceful protesters. Peaceful my ass. You you know, this angers me, and I know it angers tens of millions of Americans. So keep it up, a-holes, because whether Biden concedes election night or not, uh, if the Electoral College numbers are on the board, it's a sayonara socialism after you, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely definitely out of control. And and, and you mentioned the, the couple from St. Louis, Missouri. They basically got attacked because they were trying to defend their their home, and uh, but again, that's that's what it's the current polarized environment that we are dealing with today in in our country. It's not but, polarization; uh, it's corruption. It's corruption. Call it what it is. These people take an oath of office. They're not honoring it. If I were Trump, I'd be rounding their asses up. You broke your oath. You're being prosecuted and possibly kicked out of office. Let's start playing hardball with these bastards. And, and enough of this, uh, what was the old saying? Pussyfooting. Enough. Well, hardball. Uh, Bare knuckles. Yeah, I I would say I would say that that um that that's going to happen in his second semester. I mean second term. Oh, that's, I that's, hope so. I hope so. Yeah. He, I, I, he he's getting a lot of bad advice our president. He, he he should call into us for this for the straight shoot. <laughs> now now something else that really really upset me this week besides this whole situation what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, I think the, pro- the the thing that irritated me is watching the RNC, the, the military heroes that, that were uh, honored yesterday, the, the, the low-life, trashy media that they are, making fun of a, of a, of a military hero that it cannot walk. You know, he's not, he, he, he gave such a great speech, but they were making fun of him. How low can you go, Mark? Oh, I got to tell you, every time I think they've hit rock bottom, the floor drops down and they go down another level. So nothing surprises me because don't forget, we're dealing with people that if there were 100,000 corpses riding in the street, they wouldn't give a damn. So you're dealing with people like this, and you have to understand that, which is why I'm coming across these days a big gruff around the edges because enough is enough here. Like I said, uh, too much pussyfooting. 
It's, it's, it's you, you know, like, again, going back to Wisconsin, these people will bust in. We're dealing with an organized, well-funded Marxist insurrection. Now, here's the bad news for the Marxist insurrectors. Uh, overt Marxist revolutions have failed in two countries, Spain and Portugal. They were attributed mm-hmm. to the Catholic Church and the uh, uh, re- re- religiousness of the populace. Got the same thing going on here, Marxists, insurrectionists. America, middle America especially, is still a church-going nation. Or if we're not church-going, at least we're decent folk and know right from wrong. So you Marxist boys can make some noise can, you know, break some windows. Yes, you're killing a few people. But in the end, uh, you're you're going into the trash heap. Uh, uh, And the faster we start playing hardball, the faster that can happen. Yeah. Now let's talk about your, your, your Benito Mussolini governor. Ah, yes. yes. My, my, my question to you is, are the people of New Jersey going to reelect this this uh, dictator? Probably, probably, because don't forget, we're dealing with Americans. They're naive. They're ill-educated on a whole. Uh, I loved our guest had so much confidence in, in, you know, well, if you have common sense, you see this and this and this and that. Uh, but newsflash, a lot of folks don't have common sense. And it's scary. Right. It's scary. You know, I... I duel with these people on social media all the time, and it's just you have to be kidding me. You know, all when when you're arguing with the other side, all they seem to do is parrot what comes out of the mouth of the a holes like Pelosi and Schiff and Nadler. These dis, disgusting excuses for human beings. Uh, so. Nothing surprises me with them, which is where we started off with. You know, did the media surprise you making fun of the cripple guy? Ha! If if he had been disemboweled on TV, on the stage, uh, during the State of the Union, they'd make fun of that. Now, what do you think about uh, New Jersey has gone now to all mail-in voting? What's your, what's your take well, on that? Well, not yet. Not yet, because Trump's taken them to court. Um, you know, let, let, let's face it. The only reason, that, uh, and I was saying this months ago, by the way, I was you look at my Facebook page months ago. I was warning before anyone heard of this at the national level. The Democrats are making a big thing out of the post office, and I, you know, because I I used to be a Dem, and I get all the Dem emails. And every other day, I got an email from them, your post office is about to be closed because of Donald Trump. And this was six <laughs> months ago, four months ago. <laughs> they, they, they've been doing the theater. But let's face it, they just want to do the mail-in voting so they can cheat more. It's like ballot harvesting. Same thing. We lost how many congressional seats in California to ballot harvesting? You know, three weeks later, guys are showing, oh, look, I got another uh, 84,000 votes here. Uh, the, the Democrats have nothing to offer. They're authoritarians. It's their way or the highway. Even if they win, 
they're still not going to win. Even if Biden wins the presidency, they're going to push everything too far, and we're going to have to wipe the floor with them once and for all. Thank you. <laughs> right. What do you What do you think about um, the congressional and the senatorial races in New Jersey? Um, How do you? Well, we have only two Republicans out of what twelve congressmen here. Uh, right. I'm hoping there could be more. We're trying. We're working with Doreen, you know, for this uh, yes. Cheryl district. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, because uh, she voted to impeach Trump. Yes. Mickey Sherrill. So we, there's no such thing as a moderate Democrat. You have to understand, if you're voting for, you're pushing the lever for che, for a Democrat, you might as well be pushing it for Che Guevara, okay? You know, the psychopathic murderer. Uh, I've, in my life, made it a point of hassling anyone I see wearing a Che shirt. I walk up to him. Are you effing crazy? Do you know what this bastard did? I mean, uh, uh, so there's no such thing as a moderate Democrat. You can say, well, this one is different or whatnot, or this one, you know, takes this position. No, they don't. They vote in unison. They vote like, you know, the Soviet bloc used to vote. You know, the, uh, what was it, the 12 or so captured nations of Eastern Europe during the Cold right. War era. You know, the Russians wanted to do something, and guess what? Every Soviet bloc country voted for it. Yeehaw, of course. And we're not going to stand for it here. And I'm just hoping the landslide is so significant because what's really upsetting me is 96% negative press of the president and no ramifications for it. Uh, Let's start bloodying some noses. Let's start... you know, we used to call it an Irish toothache. Let's do a couple of Irish toothaches. You know, and that's you, you twist the arm and you bang the elbow with something hard. You know, that's that's an Irish toothache. And I don't mean literally. I mean proverbially. Let's start going on the offensive. You know, I coined one of the New Jersey Tea Party phrases. And that phrase is just two words. And those words are charge, damn it. Because these Marxists don't play defense well. Their game is all offense. You, yeah. you, you go after them, they just tumble. They, they're house of cards. Well, well said, well said. The other, the other uh, we, we, we need to um, bring in some of these congressional and senator. Uh, I mean, we've, we've had one. Uh, I think it was, his name was Mr. Singh. Uh, but we need to bring in more of these congressional um, uh, candidates on the show, especially. You oh know, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And and you know, well, I wanted to, you know, we'll have to talk off air. But I have a few people I want to line up for us that that uh, directly pertain to these New Jersey congressional races. Now, also, I got to say. We were. I was backing, and we had her sing on the show in the Republican yes, Senate primary. Yes, he lost. Yes. Rick Meta won. Okay, Rick Meta won. You know what? I think he has a shot at beating Cory Booker, and wouldn't that be lovely? So now we're gonna. Even though he he was an opponent, we lost. But the big picture says kick Cory Booker to the damn curb, and. The fact now that uh, this fella is Indian is going to help us 
because, well, let's face it, a lot of Indians are going to vote for the guy because he's Indian. And right. I and do you know what he did, Rick, Rick Meta? You, you know, we had this uh, flashpoint in in Jersey with uh, Hitler against the uh, Attila's Jim. You know, the Hitler governor versus Attila's Jim. The, you know, they're facing fines. They closed them down. Rick Meta opened a campaign office inside the Attila's Jim, and they have to open. Wow. Yes, I, 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 I've heard. I've heard of, of Rick Meta. Rick Meta, that's his name, right? Rick Meta. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now, because he's now that's a political office, the doors have to be open. <laughs> so right, right. I, I was like, nice, nice. That's what I mean about taking the offense. No, no, I, I agree with you. Um, but you know, you know, I, I, I know, I know New Jersey politics really well. Uh, and I and I think I think what 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 we need what they need to do is, uh, especially at the GOP level uh, of local districts, especially in South Jersey, South Jersey, as you know, uh, it tends to be you know mostly conservative, but there's some pockets of of, of Democrats in, in South Jersey, and I yeah, think, I, you know what I'm in South Jersey right now. Yeah, I'm in uh, Clayton or Williamstown, whatever oh, yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with uh, the uh, most of, of South Jersey, but I think the point is, if we're going to, if New Jersey is going to have to be retaken again, South Jersey is a key point because North Jersey is pretty much gone. Oh yeah, Central you know, Jersey, Central Jersey still has a shot. But North I'm Jersey? a big fan of Monmouth and Ocean seceding from the rest of Jersey. Screw you. We've got nothing in common with you. You're leftist ideologue criminals. We don't even want to be associated with you. And we, we might even get Somerset County to join us. And I, that might, I haven't looked at a map of New Jersey. That might split the state in half. Somerset but, uh, County. I'm a big fan of, of Monmouth and Ocean. Telling, telling the rest of New Jersey, take a hike. We don't yeah. want to be with you. We don't want to be associated with you. We don't want anything right. to do with you. I'm um, um, look, looking it up to see if Somerset joining uh, yep. Monmouth Ocean would cut New Jersey in half. Right. Let's see. So the other, the other the other aspect that I wanted to touch on um, is this whole situation that's happening not just around the United States, it's happening around the world. We had we had the beating. Uh, hold on, we have a caller. Eight one eight seven ninety. That's thank you. It's Michael Rzykowski. Oh Mike, how are you? Uh, we just had David Sussman as the founder and CEO of Valco. He had to leave early, but I, he'll be back on the show. Do you have a question uh, for us? I just came in. I saw your text, and I was interested in, in being here, so that's why I'm here. Well, you know what? We, we were talking about digital currencies. We spoke with our, our guests. Uh, David Sussman, who's the founder and CEO of Valco Worldwide, he's, he, he deals with a lot of the business 
networks. He's been on CNN, Money, and, and uh, the LA Times. And I asked him a question about business owners, the direction of going with digital currency in the future. And he, 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 he believes that that's going to be the, the uh, direction. I know you, you have some knowledge about and you're well-versed in digital currency. Can you uh, let us know more about the digital currency in, uh, world? I feel that's the direction we're headed also. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so one of the things that I, that I want to bring up uh, in regards to di- digital currency, I mean, we have countries already that are basically going cashless. They've become already a cashless society, and we're talking about China, we're talking about India that are totally going in that direction. And I think the, the United States, now that the Federal Reserve is actually creating the central bank digital currency, I don't, I, I, I don't foresee that being implemented. I do foresee that being implemented in the next two or three years. What's your take on it? I, I, my take is that it's going to be sooner than most expect. So, definitely, given the definitely. Uh, current uh, economic uh, uh, climate. Climate, definitely, definitely. And one of one of the other things that I that I'm trying to touch on is the country. Uh, the country is polarized right now. I mean, from from California all the way to New York, all mm-hmm. all across. So many issues are are being created uh so many scenarios are being created and i think the the election in november especially now that we hear that nancy pelosi is telling joe biden have to debate don't debate trump at all stay in your bunker do not debate him because i think if 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 it comes down to biden debating trump trump is will just wipe him totally destroy him. And I think the Democrats have come up to and realized that there's no way that Joe Biden can debate Donald Trump at all. Mark, what do you yeah, think? But how, can you, how can you put out a candidate that, w- that won't even debate for the office of president? What the hell is that? The fact that they were even floating this baloney is just, again, Anytime you think these creeps hit rock bottom, the floor drops out and they go down even more levels. Because I, I saw some Pelosi now is well, you shouldn't debate Trump. You, you know what? You better damn debate Trump, it, because you know what? It, it's going to be the little league against the 1948 Yankees. <laughs> That's a good analogy. That's a good analogy. But I, I, anyway, I mean, we have Hillary Clinton out there saying, Joe, do not concede. Do not concede. Yeah, did you hear that? Oh, yeah. man. So, you know. so wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, but this is the killer. Remember a couple of weeks ago, the Democrats were basically telling everyone, you know, the president, President Trump, you know, he's not going to be, he's not going to accept when he loses. Uh, yeah, some Democrats just said, oh, was it Kerry or, or uh, the, uh, who's, or Gore? 
Just that the military yeah. is going to have to remove him from office the day after. Get, you know, exactly. get the hell exactly. out of here. I would hope the military would. Oh, that, I can't say it. Forget it. Nothing. <laughs> well, no, no. On Block Talk Radio, you can say whatever you want. The FCC does not regulate Block Talk Radio. So that's, that's something that, yeah, that is good no, about. I was, I was, no, no. It was, uh, I was going to cross the line. You know, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to utter deceitful, violent BS. Although what I was going to say was not deceitful, but it would have been violent. So you're not, you're not, you're, you're not an Antifa guy. <laughs> no, no, no. I do, uh, I do drive around with a club in my car, you know, and I don't know how I would react to people, you know, don't block my, my road. You know, I, I, I have a constitutional right and I have a civil right to travel wherever I want, and you have a right to demonstrate, you do not have a right to interfere with my coming and going. And if you do, you know, there, there's going to be issues. I understand there's been people run over. Good for the bastards. Right. You so cannot you, interfere you, you, with other people's rights. What the hell is that? You know, I've seen pictures of, like, you, you know, massive, massive snow, traffic jams because there's people standing across the road. Guess what? I'm going to slowly push through. I'm not stopping. You know, break my windows, whatever. I'll run your ass over. <laughs> but, yeah. you see, things like that tick me off. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I get out of the car and start doing, <laughs> you know, throwing hands or something. You know, get the hell out of my way. I tell my wife, get behind the wheel. I'll knock a hole through these creeps, and then you come through and meet me, right. pick me up on the other side. Well, put it this way, you should also carry a skateboard. That's the uh, other trademark of, of Antifa. Anyway, we got two minutes to go. I, I want to touch okay, on... Okay, I wanted next... to thank Students for a Better Future. They're our benefactor and Doreen yes. Finkel. That's Students for a we are a 501c3. Please donate. Doreen spent so much of her own money. I have to wonder when that runs out. Please help. Thank you. Yes. Yes, Doreen. Doreen is a wonderful, wonderful human being. And, you know, she is the, the, the writer for this show. She is the driving force be, uh, behind the show. And we need to support Students for a better future. They're out. They're out there. Anyway, anyway next, week, next week. Next week, I'm gonna. Next week, I gotta tell you about when the first time I met Doreen. Definitely. Yeah. Well, but, but wait up. Next week, we're gonna have another special guest because we're basically every week until election, we're gonna have really. We gotta get some of these congressional candidates, senatorial candidates all over the country. As a matter of fact, we have potentially a. a, a, a a candidate who's going to be running for governor of California, of California. I just, uh, I, I've been in conversations with them, uh, with him. So next week. As, we'll as a, another... at, wait a second. He's running for governor as a Republican? As a Republican, yes. Yes, he is. Okay, yes, good. Yeah, I didn't want any no, third so... party people. That, no, no, no. That no. He, he, he's definitely, um, he's going to go after new, new scum, you know, also known okay. as All Newsome. Right. All right. But anyway, love all uh, patriots. Have a good evening. God bless definitely. America. God bless America. And we'll, we will be here next week at 9 o'clock on the Cisco Acosta Falso, Mark Falso Hour.
broadcast and politics. Always, and be safe out there because good night. The country is very polarized. All right, good night. Have a good one. Good night. <laughs> no, no, Acosta is, is my mother's name. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Cisco, basically, because I was, Craig, Craig Parker used to call me Cisco, because I used to watch the, the Cisco kid. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I wanted to, <laughs> hey, bud, it's good to, it, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm I just I I'm I'm not familiar with how they do it over there. I know my parents they they basically um had Ruben Torres uh Acosta. You know, my one name, um, well, my middle name is Darius. So, Ruben Darius Torres Acosta. So, one name, last name from the father, last name from the mother. So, but but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It depends on you know, it's like um I tell people, you know, Hispanics are not totally monolithic. You know, it's like you come from one part of uh, of, of of South America or Latin America or even Spain, you know, it's 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 not like across the board that everyone does the same thing. But anyway, I wanted to tell you that you know, our our good friend Jacob basically says to me, I I had to block Michael because he was sending me all these things all the time. I'm like, but I thought you liked that. Oh, I don't know. No, he was waking me up. I'm like, man, you know, you know, he had an argument with uh, Charles and Charles blocked him. And I'm like, <coughs> what? Right. So, well, I don't, I, I didn't understand his email saying, I mean, his text saying, oh my God, I have to, I, I told Michael this and I'm like, but I, you know, it's like, he, he said, no, he, he's sending me all these videos at all different times of the day. And I'm like, and, and, I, but, I, but, but I know, but I'm just saying to him, it's, he enjoy, He sends me all the time videos. I'm, I don't complain. I don't complain. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, hey, that that's supposed to be your friend. I mean, yeah, well, why are you complaining about? You know, it's like, 
you know, but, but Well, George Bandy, George Bandy called, called me up about two months ago saying, you know, I gave up drinking and I gave up doing drugs and this and that. I'm, 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 I'm okay. Yeah. And I'm like, I haven't spoken to you in about 15 years and you call me on a Saturday morning and you wake me up at nine o'clock in the morning. I'm not up on the weekends that early to tell me that. Couldn't you just wait? <laughs> no, no, it, it was about two months ago. Two months ago, he uh, and he, he, you know, he told me I'm. I broke up with my um, my the girl that I was living with. I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, it's like I still pick up it. So I don't. I don't complain about it. You know, if my friends send me things and everything, or they call me. I don't, you know, hey, I told Judge, yeah, you know, call me anytime you want to talk. I'm, uh, you know, let me know when you want to talk. Well, you know, I'll call you and everything. Uh, but don't call me at freaking 9 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's too early for the, uh, but you can send me a, te- you know, like I told you, you can send me a text because once I'm, once I'm, I'm sleeping, you can send me anything. I'm not going to wake up. I'll, you know, I'll see it when I, when I, when I wake up. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I usually, I usually, I usually, I usually turn off the uh, the, the radio. Um, I mean, that's the radio, the phone. You know, turn it off. I mean, I, I I'll charge it, and then so if you send me something, it's like no problem. Now he told me about he did tell me about your accident, and you showed me pictures. How did that happen? Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my Oh my god. Huh. Oh, my God. 
but the tire the, the tire came off the tr- it was a truck or what? Right. So they get did he get hurt? Oh my. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good, 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 good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I you got a lot of a lot more years, more decades to live. That's that's for sure. Mm-hmm. 